Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Back Ram fans, this is Rams Up, your favorite LA Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at LA Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host Tom on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Rams Up Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Quartz, at Ramsbeat on Twitter. And today we're joined by Brandon Schultz from Seahawkers Podcast, at Seahawkers Pod on Twitter. How are you doing, Brandon? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Hey, real good, real good. Yeah, looking forward to coming off this bye and re-engaging with our friendly foes from up north. And uh, yeah, so I'm just looking forward to breaking this down and getting your take. It, it's been a tale of two different seasons since that first game. And so, yeah, just look forward to, uh, you know, getting your take on things. So, yeah, let's just dive right in. So, you know, just coming into the season, um, even before that opener uh, with the Rams, what was he, what were your expectations? You know, what were the team's expectations, fans' expectations coming off, you know, a, a pretty good year last year with with Gino emerging and um, really establishing himself and and uh, a really good draft. 
a bunch of youngsters coming in. Um, uh, you know, what, what are your expectations coming into this year and how has that kind of played out so far? Well, it was interesting because going into last season, the expectations were quite low after getting rid of Russell Wilson, trading him away and looking at it as more of, okay, how long would it take to rebuild based on the draft picks you get in the trade? And, you know, how, how soon can Pete Carroll get this team back to where he wants it to be? And, and so with Gino playing as well as he did and going to the playoffs, it, uh, it, it beat, I think a lot of folks expectations. And so now going into this season, I think the the expectations are well. You got to get back to the playoffs, and you have to be able to make something of those draft picks and having a, a top five pick and using that on Devin Witherspoon. You know how would that play out? So, uh, looking toward improving the defense, which really struggled last year, and continuing to see improvement from the offense, I, I think that expectation is then okay. Well, if we did it last year, then it's got to be deeper into the playoffs. You can't just do a, a first round loss this time. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, so far, how have things played out with, with respect to that for you guys at six and three, I mean, that first, first game stumble against, you know, the Rams and then, right. but you know, really bouncing back pretty well. Yeah. Well, you say first game stumble, I say second half stumble because that game, right. they were up at halftime and it felt like they'd be able to just kind of coast through that second half. And I think that's, uh, as fans, I guess the players must have felt that way as well because they really did coast through the second half and and the Rams really steamrolled the team in that second half. And um, and so I think that was a little bit of a wake-up call, but things have changed too uh, since that week one matchup. And really, I guess you could say it's it's changed for both teams in, in a few different ways. But if you look just on the defensive side of the ball, you know, Devin Witherspoon was dealing with injury, so he was not in that first week one matchup. Jamal Adams still coming back from injury, and now we've seen him start to put together a couple healthy games, and it's it's not been nice to see him out there. Bobby Wagner obviously continuing to do his thing, and you guys are somewhat familiar with him, I suppose. But, uh, you know, the defense seems to improve. Draymond Jones now, there's been kind of a position switch since Uchenna Nwosu the defensive end got injured outside linebacker defensive end. And, and he, we, we saw some improvement from that shift just in this past week. So there's, there's been a lot of changes just since week one. Yeah. You got some, you got some, uh, your healthy player, you know, some players back healthy and, um, you know, for sure with, with, with uh, spoon and, and Adams on the defensive side, for sure. I mean, you know, just to, just to, for your audience, for the Rams, uh, that, you know, to answer that same question, I mean, this has been really after, you know, the Super Bowl year and then just a real disaster year last year um, in every single way, shape and form. You know, the free agents, the only free agent that worked out for us was Bobby Wagner. And and uh, <laughs> it was fantastic. A really, really good leader, really helped to keep things together, glued together as as things were falling apart. But um, uh, coming into this season, it was really like, hey, let's take our cap hits. Let's you know keep players that are going to be around uh, for 2024 and make one last run in 2024, which may be Donald and Stafford's last season really in the, in the NFL. And uh, you know, you got to make one last run with those guys. So it was, you know, get rid of guys. Like obviously we talked about Wagner gone, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, 
and then really the entire defensive line except Donald, the entire second starting secondary is gone. So on the defensive side of the ball, you know, virtually a complete rebuild. And uh, on the offensive offensive side of the ball, pretty much stayed the same, you know, Cup and Stafford and, you know, uh, linemen are shifting around a little bit, but um, brought back Cam Akers. He's gone, brought in Kyron Williams, and he's done well. So, you know, the offensive side of the ball, pretty well established, um, but a, a complete rebuild. Took a, you know, a $75 million cap hit this year. Um, but next year, all the picks are back, including our first rounder, which, you know, if it's any in- history is any indication of the future, we'll trade away for, for somebody. Uh, we haven't made a first round pick since McVay's been here and, uh, uh, and got all of our cap space back. So sign some free agents, get some pl- new players. This year has really been about you know, a bunch of youngsters and second, third year guys, uh, a couple free agents mixed in here and there, um, really seeing who can play and who can't and for next year and uh so it's been kind of nice in that respect to get some new blood on the field um three and six i mean five of those six losses were the likely playoff teams you know san francisco philadelphia dallas pittsburgh cincinnati a terrible loss to green bay but stafford was out so um and you know seeing some players really emerge like puka nakua you know really stood out obviously started out in that first game up in seattle at lumen um you know, really tearing it up and has continued ever since, even with Cup coming back. And uh, uh, guys like Kobe Durant, Nick Young is a rookie. Kobe Turner is a rookie. Third, well, third rounders have really emerged on that uh, defensive line. And, and you know, a couple of uh, of free agents that were just kind of picked up off the street. And uh, Killa Witherspoon has really emerged. And um, and Kevin Dotson, who we traded for next to nothing with, with Pittsburgh. So, you know, really put together some good, good core pieces for next year, but really no expectations for this year, except to, uh, you know, there's a lot of Rams fans are holding out hope. Maybe we can still make the playoffs, but that's really never been in the cards. It's really been about just let's get some, you know, establish who can play and who can't pick up some free agents next year and make one last run. Where have you seen the biggest problems on defense, though? Because I think one of the things that surprised me the most about that first game is with all of the youth, especially in the secondary I thought that we'd see guys like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and Jackson Smith and Jigman. That first game was a rookie dealing with an injury too, but I thought that they'd really be able to tack the, the linebackers and secondary. And we didn't see that at all in the second half, but have, has that been a consistent thing then? Have have they been just continuing to grow throughout the season or have there been some growing pains too? Yeah, there's been some growing pains. I mean, there we defense, uh, you know, once, the first first games are always interesting because y- you know you don't have the tape right on on the scheme and the players and there's so many new players. I mean, nine of the eleven players on defense uh, did not take uh, more than fifty percent of the snaps of the Rams last year. Only two, or you know, conversely, only two of the eleven players on defense, um, Ernest Jones at at uh, inside linebacker who's the where's the dot and um and Aaron Donald took more than 50% of the snaps on defense last year for the Rams. So it's you know a bunch of new guys, not a lot of tape, but since then Darion Kendrick is just our cornerback has just been exposed and he's been benched um not to mention he got into some off the field trouble uh just like he did back in the Clemson days. And so 
uh, yeah, so you, you, we have the, uh, our, our, our edge, uh, uh, Michael Hoyt, um, converted UDFA guy, converted defensive lineman has been exposed, you know, cause they're throwing tight ends, putting him into coverage against tight ends and it's been mismatches. So there have been some, you know, some, once there's tape on the team, you can, these offensive coordinators can really go to town on some of these guys and really pinpoint them. But there's been more positives than negatives, but you know, those guys have been exposed for sure. So. Well, I know with Hoyt, that's, that's one guy who I swear he, you can count on him to have two sacks in the Seahawks game randomly. Yeah. Yeah. He's really picked up his play. I mean, the, one of the biggest issues with the Rams has been can on the both edges, right? With the Hoyt on one inexperienced guy, he's just used to barreling through the middle as a deep defensive lineman next to Aaron Donald going straight at the quarterback, right? Plugging up gaps. And now he has to try and get to the quarterback and contain the, contain the edge. And he just hasn't, you know, he's, he's learning. He's the last couple of games have been better, but um, and on the other side, a rookie Byron Young has had trouble. He's played great. He's one of the top rookie edge, you know, edge players in the league. And, um, but you know, his, his bugaboo also is containing the edge. So guys have gotten outside on us and uh, um, Gino didn't do it as much, but um, you know, some of these other mobile quarterbacks have. So uh, that's been our big bugaboo. And then, you know, just finding a couple of players in the, in the secondary and so forth that have been exposed. So, yeah, so that's where we're at. I mean, going forward, we're you know three and six. Again, the the I think the the focus for the Rams is just continue to see who can play, what combinations of guys can play. Um, you know, trying hopefully McVeigh expands his playbook a little bit and gets he goes back to his creativity. He's just had a baby, and people think he's just sort of mailing it in, but I think it's a little harsh. But uh, um, yeah, so well, you know, to do just, that too, when you're dealing with quarterback injuries too, and yeah, and, you know, obviously Brett Rippon, who is now yeah. a member of the Seahawks, was the That's starting right. quarterback of the last right. game, he brought, and the, uh, he brought the playbook up to the Seahawks. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how this is going to help Tom because we also got your offensive coordinator, and it hasn't seemed to help uh, <laughs> with defeating Sean McVay in any of these last few matchups either. So yeah, I, I, I don't know what else they could. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the, the outlook. So t- talk to me about what you guys are looking. I mean, you got the Rams this week, obviously, while we're talking. But after that, I mean, if I, I'm not looking at right at the schedule, but I believe it's something like San Francisco twice. Right. And I think it's Philadelphia and Dallas. Yes. Yeah. So there's a, a gauntlet of potential playoff teams over these next five weeks. And, you know, somebody asked me today if the, if the Seahawks are contenders or pretenders. And I, well, there's one thing I know is that sitting at six and three, the Seahawks, they've got to be a playoff team because even if they only win three or four games, through this next stretch, they they're going to be a team in the playoffs just based on the what else is going on in the NFC. Like who else is going to step up? I, right. I don't I don't know who else <laughs> we're going to see. So um, obviously, this could be an important game for the Rams if, if they look like they're going to try and come back and and be contenders in the NFC. I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but to have a, a two game to none lead on a team would be a big thing. If it came down to a tiebreaker and say, you know, with this next stretch of games, it, it could be really tough for the Seahawks, but yeah, it, the way that the Niners are playing right now, those are going to be really tough games. Obviously we've got one of the uh, Thanksgiving games, which uh, is against them and could be fun. It's the first Thanksgiving game in Seattle. Uh, so that's kind of nice. And then another Thursday night game that's down in Dallas. Seahawks going to be wearing their throwbacks for that. And there's the the game between them and Philly. I, I, I don't know necessarily how they're going to match up with those teams because we've seen inconsistency, right? We've seen them match up against the Lions really well early on in the season. We've seen them match up relatively well against the Cincinnati Bengals. And it just came down to uh, not being able to put it into the end zone on the final moments of the game. They had multiple chances to try and uh, win that game against the Bengals. They couldn't do it. And they get steamrolled by the Ravens when everybody who's, gosh, when the Ravens decide to play somebody tough, they, they steamroll teams like we saw them do with the Lions. And then 
Uh, and then you know, when we're talking about measuring stick games, it's you look at the one like the one against the Browns, which the Seahawks came away with the win, and then they go back and they beat the Ravens. So there's no way to make sense exactly of, of where this team is. But what we've seen from Seattle is they've never really been able to consistently put one game together where the defense is playing at a high level and the offense is playing at a high level. You go back to just last week against the commanders and the offense kind of stalled out. The defense was playing well through the first half. Then the offense gets going in the fourth quarter and the defense can't tackle all of a sudden. So it ends up being a lot closer game than a lot of fans suspected. If they can find a way to to have consistency throughout these next four or five weeks, then they're going to be in a lot of these games. And I, I think they can win more than they can, than they'll lose. Yeah. It's, it's uh, I think it's a function of just so much youth. I mean, it's great to have these two back-to-back great drafts after, you know, like, you know, to be fair, some not very good drafts for the Seahawks sure. in the last several years, but two, probably the best, you know, two of the best drafts back-to-back um, in the league. And the Rams, right? Yeah, because you go back to last year. Boy, yeah. Mafe has yeah. really emerged at, at the edge. He's he's had a sack now in seven straight games, which is a team record. If he gets to eight straight games, it will be, uh, I think, oh, Curse from the Titans is the only one to do it in wow. like the last thirty years. Good, uh, good company. Yeah, yeah. So if if he can get a sack in this game, he'll join that company. And you know, Tariq Woolen, uh, we got an interception from him in the past game. He, he's kind of he hasn't played quite up to his standard from last year, but uh, you know, he's he's still a, a strong young corner. And uh, then when you combine that with Jackson Smith and Jigbo, who they got in the first round, David Witherspoon, who has been incredible, uh, he forced a fumble in this last game, and he is a guy that you will see all over the field. You know, so whether or not we'll see him in the slot covering Cooper Cup, whether we'll see him on the outside, uh, it, you know, he may blitz off the edge. And uh, gosh, you just you see him in so many positions. You could even see him covering a tight end. So it's it's just he's one of those and guys. Jalen Ramsey esque. He, he's all guys. over the field. Exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. He can move anywhere. Um, love those guys who are so versatile. It's just just it's very tough for deep makes it makes things tough on offenses. So um, yeah, I mean it's it's really between Puka and Witherspoon. I mean probably um, you know C.J. Stroud is is probably the front runner for rookie of the year. But those two guys are probably two three. I mean I would imagine. Right. I, I would have to think so. Yeah, the way that Nakua has continued to play well throughout the season, um, and then defensively, I I don't know if Jalen Carter might be in the conversation too, but he's been dealing with injuries, so I I don't even know who who some of the other young defenders that that might be contending for that spot. It, it kind of feels like he's pretty well in control of it defensive wise. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So. Well, good stuff. Well, <laughs> good summary. So what do you expect from this game? I mean, you guys, I, I feel like it, it's if there were ever a trap game, this would be it. You're, uh, you know, the Rams and then you have these four, you know, San Francisco twice and Dallas and the Eagles, you know, just the NFC uh, top three um, in four games. And this would be the ultimate trap game, except that it may have already been a trap game in week one. <laughs> 
<laughs> like you said. So that would yeah, be I don't, I don't know if you can call it a trap game because even it's weird because with Pete Carroll, he's one of those coaches who preaches moving on from a particular game. And I felt like after the Rams game, he was really hard on himself about, he felt like he didn't put the team in the right mindset going into the game against the Rams. And then to come out of halftime and, and not have the type of energy that I, I think he wanted the team to have that that's stuck with him because he's even mentioned it in other interviews after other games that it, it's still that that first game was kind of eating at him. And so I don't think that there's a way that he overlooks this at this point of the season, because he, he still, uh, I, I think it bugs him that they weren't able to, to put a better uh, effort in, in that second half. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he was very, uh, uh, you yeah, know, he took responsibility for that. And I, I agree. I think that, if, if they had won that game and um, this could be a very big trap game. And, um, but uh, again, because of how that went down, I don't see it happening. And, you know, the other thing, the, about, yeah, the, the other, other thing, Tom, sorry to yeah, interrupt. The, yeah. the other thing about it though, is even if it is a trap game, I, I feel like McVeigh always, like he kind of has Pete's number in, in how understanding how Pete likes to play defense and then game planning the offense in a way to attack the defense and I, I think it even kind of plays into Stafford it, coming off of the the thumb injury whether that's still bothering him because I think that Pete loves to leave a lot of that short underneath stuff open to the offense and with guys like Nakua and Cup you know they can end up getting a lot of yards after the catch on on some of these short throws and with the Seahawks defense kind of allowing a lot of that stuff in the past I, I think that Sean's always McVay's always seemed like he's happy to take those easy plays and just move it consistently down the field. And with the, with the way Stafford plays it, you know, it's easy for him to hit wide open guys that are just five, 10 yards down the field. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, just the, the way this conferences are so crazy because of the, just how well these coaches, especially when there's this much continuity, they know each other. I mean, look, Seattle has San has always had San Francisco's number, and San Francisco definitely has the Rams number. I mean, ten in a row in the regular season, and um, and the Rams have Seattle's number to some yeah. degree. And so, yeah, it's just, and then and then, and then there's Arizona, who's just sort of bouncing around the bouncing around the world trying to figure it out. But yeah, it is interesting. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I was surprised. And how, given how well Seattle's playing, that the line is only uh, Seattle by one. And it's not like the Rams have some big home field advantage that they can exploit. I mean, I would imagine that that is going to be at least 50%, uh, you know, blue and green uh, in, <laughs> in SoFi. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to, uh, to see. So give me your, uh, as we wrap it up here, give me your, your pick on your, mm -hmm. your, your score prediction on, what you think's gonna, uh, what you, how you think this is gonna go down, and what kind of score we're gonna end up with? I think we're gonna end up with another close game. I, I, but I think that we could see this being uh, a passing heavy game between these two teams. Even though I'd like to see Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet run the ball uh, heavily against the Rams, it, it just seems like they have been just tending to lean toward the pass, especially trying to get DK 
involved, trying to get Tyler his touches, trying to get JSN involved. So there's there's so many different pass catchers involving the tight ends too. So um, I, I feel like it's going to end up being a, a pass-heavy matchup. It could end up leading to uh, a high-scoring game, but uh, I don't know if I can predict in the in the uh, 30s. But I, I, you know what? I'm going to say uh, 24-20, the Seahawks get the win. I, I feel like that goes against some of the, the passing part of it uh, in, in the time of possession, but maybe, you know, just a lot of these, these short throws where you're moving it consistently down the field, uh, taking time off of the clock. Um, they're they're going to find a way to just to uh, keep the clock moving. And, and so maybe it won't be that high score. Yeah. Interesting. I, I feel like that, that game up at uh, Lumen, I was up there for that game and um yeah, I just feel like these I feel like these uh both quarterbacks are going to kind of have their way a little bit and uh they are both going to be pass heavy with just great great uh weapons at their disposal um and they but they're also going to both of them are also prone to the occasional uh you know pick uh-huh. and uh and I feel like there could be a couple of pick sixes in this game. So I, I do feel like it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, and uh, so I'll go 27-24 Rams. Um, but, uh, you know, it could go – it really could go either way. I, I really do feel like that. The Rams are getting healthy. We get, You know, Stafford you know, coming off the bye has been a godsend. We really needed it. We got uh, our right tackle, Havenstein, back. Um, you know, uh, uh, everybody's healthy. And uh, so uh, uh, it could be – you know, it could be the Rams again after you know post bye week coming off and seeing how they how they do. But I do I do agree with you. It's going to be a close game one way or the other. But I think it could be a little more high scoring than the Rams have uh, experienced uh, this year so far. Well, either way, uh, I'm going to be looking forward to it. Hopefully, uh, I I just I get so frustrated whenever we face the Rams. You know, it's uh, I I can't say it any other way tom <laughs> yeah no i understand it's it's how we feel against the niners you know we uh-huh i mean i think it is i think it's 10 maybe even 11 straight i'm not even sure it's it's double digits you know, we've had sure. we've got some sprinkled in there so it's not <clears throat> but it's, it, it is and it just it goes back to to jeff fisher even and which by the way oh i saw this interesting stat uh, yeah with a win pete carroll passes jeff fisher in uh coaching wins and uh so hopefully you can make that happen. Jeff Fisher, that, a lot of those uh, came with the with the Titans, I think, yeah. probably. <laughs> Not a lot. We're in a lot with the Rams, I can tell you that. Unless they uh, were playing the Seahawks. Unless for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. And we got that one, that one win against the 49ers in the playoffs in the championship game in our Super Bowl year. So we always have that going for us. And I always ask the 49er fans, would you trade that one win for the 10 regular seasons? And they want to defer on that, uh, answering that I'm question. Sure so, <laughs> so, Hey, Brandon, great conversation. Really look forward to, uh, to the matchup and, uh, yeah, thanks for the conversation and, uh, and, uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll stay in touch here and, and see how things go and perhaps touch base afterwards to break it down. We'll see. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on Tom. Go Hawks. Hey, thanks a lot.
going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.